I'm Jonathan Messenger, broadcasting to you live from my home, where I record a kid's podcast with my son, Griffin. John dreams of inspiring other parents to create something with their kids. American Family Insurance is helping to make that dream happen right now. Dad, what else does a monster look like? It was so huge. John's podcast began at home, and your dreams can too. Learn more about American Family's home insurance at mfam.com. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. It's time to take a deep breath, a little deeper, and settle in with your host, Spa and Wellness Director Genesee, starting right now on the Wellness Hour on Karma Radio. Welcome to your Wellness Hour brought to you by Inn and Spa Walden. Here's your 30-second rundown on how the Wellness Hour works. Like any good story, we have a beginning, middle, and end. The beginning of the show will review what has been meaning we will take an exciting, deeper look at some of our lecture topics that ran the previous week at Walden. The middle will include what is happening now. Here we will tap into the energy of the present moment and see collectively what is surrounding all of us at this time. The end will give a sneak peek into what's to come, who's up next week, and what wellness activities are available for you to enjoy in the weeks to come. So let's twist time and start this hour in the past. Here we go. Good morning. morning. It's Emily and Genesee here on Karma Radio. And we are so excited to bring in the sun, to bring in another beautiful day. And we, to start this out, I have to give a loving message to a little girl named Kira. She's my niece, and she turned six just a few days ago. Oh, how cute. Happy birthday, Kira. Happy birthday. And so here's, here is the message of the number six, Kira. So in your sixth year, numerology for the number six, it's related to the vibrations and energy of unconditional love. Aww. And she is just that. She is a ball of unconditional love and energy and and just beautiful harmony so share that light kira you're six now enjoy it and happy happy birthday happy birthday (laughs) so listeners we're back on another exciting adventure another friday 11 Mm a.m i have water I have a green smoothie. <laughs> it looks like a weird green. We we call I that. I even spilt it in the car on the way over. Oh, good. Yeah. Nice. Starting that nice layer. Yeah. <laughs> so we just yesterday, Walden had astrology. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I get the feedback from listeners is that I always post the astrology too late. <laughs> People get mad that we have... Uh, we have astrology coming on like halfway through the month because Diane's lectures usually take two hours. Yeah. And, um, and as far as editing video content takes a while. Oh my gosh. It (laughs) takes like a whole 48 hours to edit that and then upload it (laughs) and make it usable content. So I apologize for that, but 
thankfully, she was here at the halfway point of this month. Instead, she usually comes at like the last Friday of the month. Right. And then we post it halfway through. So this time she came halfway through the month. So maybe, guys, it'll be posted by June 1st. Nice. There was so much good information. So much good information. So I just had a friend uh, confide in me, as good friends do, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, About, and he's a very energetic, sensitive person, energy healer. And um, he was talking about how he just yesterday, May 16th, was experiencing a lot of shifts. He was feeling into a lot of shifts. There was a lot of weird grief coming up for him that is not a typical energy he usually feels or experiences within his own energy body. And uh, and also just this kind of confusion energy. And anytime him and I get together, it's always like looking in a mirror and I'm like, yes, I've been feeling the same thing. It's so, so interesting. There's this just a lot of interesting shifts going on. Mm-hmm. And... And so I said, just come to Diane's lecture tonight. Yeah. Uh, come with me because she always is nail on head. Whatever you're experiencing, the stars have an answer for it. Mm-hmm. And so people, we just got out of a year. Okay. It's either we got out of the Uranus. It's something with Mars and Uranus. So I think Mars. Okay. So we just got out of an eight year Mars cycle and uh, Mars went from something I don't know into like Aquarius or something Mm -hmm. and this just started happening the shift was like May 14th to May 16th right yeah and so in that now we're having this Uranus so it's going into a new cycle but also Uranus was shifting too so all these planets right now are like shifting uh or there's you know different aspects coming in but these big eight-year shifts so whatever you were doing for the past eight years is drastically changing which is interesting and so of course depending on where this hits us all in our astrological chart our birth chart mm-hmm. so wherever that planet shows up in this month in this time um will dictate what house you're experiencing that in are you familiar with any of this a little bit so, you know, there can be like the house of uh, friendships or acquaintances or the house of um, you, the house of your career, right? Or mm-hmm. endeavors or like the kind of more spiritual house. So there's the different houses. And so she did a whole reading. So I'm going to upload this as soon as I can for everybody. Because if you're anything like him and I, <laughs> there's and you're sensitive to sh- the the shifts going on it's interesting because we're really in this kind of muddy place right now Mm -hmm. where because you were doing something one way for eight years and really driven and focused um, and Mars's energy is all about like it's Mars is the thing that helps you get everything done it's like the workhorse right yeah and so now that uh, I think it went transit something I don't know something happened I don't know this language very well but uh, it's it's slowed down so we're pulling back so we don't have all this like desperate energy to do everything yeah and yeah. then and then really quickly in June there's a lot of interesting thing that's hap- interesting things that start happening with it in June where um, where it's gonna slow down or retrograde and so this like new eight-year cycle that we're going on really early we're going to have this opportunity because retrograde is always taking a step back yeah and then reviewing like okay is this 
what I think this eight-year cycle should look like. Is it is that really what it's supposed to look like? So a retrograde makes us like reflect, go internal, and make sure that everything we think is changing or everything we're aligning to change is supposed to be happening that right way. Wow. So I highly, highly recommend. It's two hours long. Oh, we had we didn't have all astrological signs. Uh, so how Diane works in a read in these lectures that are supposed to be 45 minutes and she does two hours every time. <laughs> so how Diane works is whoever comes to the lecture, she will read those signs and give the very detailed how I told you the houses that right. are coming up. She'll explain to you exactly for Emily, you're a, a Gemini. Gemini. And so if you were there, she'd tell you when Mars is doing this, you know, the 14th and mm-hmm. what just happened. This is where it's hitting you in your house. So if um, I think we had, I'm not going to be able to remember them all. I think we had Cancer, Leo, Virgo, um, Capricorn, Aries came like a few slides in. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Um, and then I think there was also Aquarius. Uh, oh, and there were two other ones. So we had a good, a good amount. We wow. had a That's good, good selection of Zodiac uh, personalities there last night. Yeah. Um, and so she, you know, but even if you weren't one of the signs in attendance, you can still see all of the different aspects that are coming in for this month. And it's helpful. So mm-hmm. maybe you won't know where it's hitting you in your specific chart. Right. If you were, oh, Scorpio was there. That's another one just popped in because that's nice. my husband. <laughs> um, so so it's still worth watching because you can see, you know, the new when the new moon, full moon and all these different aspects it's bringing in during June. So it's just really good content. And anytime I go, I actually have my phone and I'm, I have my calendar open. And any of the date she says, I go and I make a little That's a good alert, idea. Right? Yeah. So I never thought of that. Yeah. So yeah. it alerts me and I write what's supposed to be triggering for me. And it's a, like undoubtedly always That's pretty it. accurate. Yeah. She was pretty accurate for my Gemini when she did it in January. Yeah. It was really good. Uh, oh, when you went to watch her? Yeah. Have you had a full reading by her? No. Oh, my God. Gosh. <laughs> but you need to ask for that for your birthday. <laughs> it's the best thing to do for yourself. And Diane yeah. is, I, you know, I've done a few astrologers, but I've done a few astrologers in like group settings. So there wasn't a ton of time right. that could be dedicated just to you. Yeah. But Diane in a one-on-one, she, I swear, your entire calendar. She told me last year when it was my birthday, because I go to her when it's my birthday and I get the new, what the next year is going to be, because every new year brings in like a new master project that's mm-hmm. kind of coming into your chart. And so it's a really fun time to go and just see what's coming in for the next year. And when I went, <clears throat> when I went, she told me that in this this year, October, which think about it, this was, you know, August of last year, she told me this. So in October of this year, she was saying, you're going to write another book. And I'm like, no, Diane, <laughs> you are so wrong. I'm like, I don't like calling you out to your face. We're really good friends. So I do. Yeah. <laughs> I never have to. But I'm like, Diane, no, you're so wrong. Because I had just written a few books and I was like, no, this is not on my plate again. I'm not going to do this. No yeah. way. You have no clue. I don't even know what I would write about. You're writing a book. I'm writing a book. It's art. I've already done all those pictures I was asking you to do because you're yeah. such a phenomenal photographer. Like that's all coming into a coming book. in, and that's it's actually awesome. a rewrite of a book that I shelved, and I had no clue what I was doing. It, I don't know. So 
That's amazing. 77 windows to the soul. Does it sound Ooh, exciting? Yes, it does. Good. Yeah. With animals and crystals and <laughs> so excited. <laughs> Is it going to be kind of like a picture book? <laughs> it's going to be, I'm breaking it down. So for those of you that don't know me, I I have done many books in there and I do Oracle decks. Uh, I have an Oracle deck and it's really, really, um, so, like I shouldn't say sophisticated. It's just very high level information. So I am taking down, I'm taking all this information and putting it into a really digestible format. Uh, for people to be able to understand more clearly how to work through each and every one of the frequencies or energies within their physical, emotional, and mental body. So interesting. Can't wait to see it. Using animal, animals, animals, uh, symbology, and just anytime animals come into play, it's fun. Yeah, it makes it fun and playful. (laughs) So we have Dr. Raymond Keller on the phone with us. Are you there, Dr. Keller? Uh, Yes, I'm here. Hi Ray. So Ray is a really <laughs> Ray's a really really good friend of mine. And um and I'm going to ask you your bio in a minute, but I want to introduce you to Emily. Emily's running our control panel today. Hi, nice to meet you. Hi Emily. <laughs> so, uh so Dr. Keller or uh, lovingly known as Cosmic Ray. Um so tell us a little bit about yourself, Ray, and then we'll talk about what we just did this past week. Ray, are you on speakerphone or something? It's coming up a little bit staticky. Oh, yes. I'm, uh, well, I'm, I just got out of the, uh, I, uh, I, 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 so so Ray I'll try and recap some of it so Raymond has written multiple books on Venusians. Uh, th- you've written three books so far, correct? Yes. Oh, three books so far on the Venusians. And what what Dr. Keller is so phenomenal at, number one, he, um, I don't know how he does it, but he is privy and gets a lot of, um, a lot of, and they're not classified papers, but you have been in the MUFON and the UFO world for almost your entire life. You used to run a newspaper when you were younger. Um, focus, you, number one, you had a, had a experience with extraterrestrials in Twinsburg, Ohio, when you were a young, a young man, correct? Uh, yeah, that's, that's right. And then, uh, mm-hmm. And uh, doing a lot of so Ray, the the connection is really, really, really bad. We're we're barely able to hear you. Do you do you want to try and get somewhere maybe a little bit more clear and try and give me a call back? 
And I'll and I'll. Let's see. I'm, I'm on the road. I'm outside of Clarksburg. Uh, so uh, uh, we're headed because I, I, I the morning, so it's a little okay so so why don't you try maybe if if it feels like you can call me back why not try calling me back and I'll try and recap and give background to what we um, had just done on solutionary TV this past Monday does that sound like a plan oh, yeah. uh, yes that's very good uh, would you like me to uh, how, how long will you be on the air until noon. Oh, it's so yes. Okay, uh, if I if I get home by that time, I will uh, call again. Perfect. We'll look forward to it. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Always a pleasure to speak to you. Nice to speak to you, Emily. You too. Okay. Hopefully, we'll talk to you later, Ray. Thank you. So, <clears throat> Dr. Raymond Keller is a PhD in in history, and he he's uh, taught, I think, and I'm. Sorry if I'm misquoting, but over 50, oh gosh, he, uh, 50, I don't think there's 50 countries. <laughs> That's not right. He is taught all over the world. Um, he speaks multiple languages. Um, and, and as a young man, like I said, in Twinsburg, Ohio, which is where you're from, Emily, mm-hmm. he had an experience. I wish I knew exactly where it was, some bridge or something when he was, um, I think in high school or early college and had an experience and saw a UFO. And so this really ended up dictating a lot of his direction in life. And so yeah. he ran a newspaper that that had articles on, wow, on that's so cool. unidentified things and, uh-huh. and the paranormal. And um, his whole life um, was dedicated to not only teaching history, which I think is really fascinating and and, uh, symbolic of also now uh, studying and educating people and teaching on the paranormal or the uh, unidentified objects and things that go on in our cosmic universe. And so that's where he got his uh, nickname, Cosmic Ray. And um, so he travels all over um, teaching and he gets invited to so many different places to talk on the Venusians. So these would be the beings that reside um, from Venus. And he's written multiple books on this. I was trying to say earlier, he's um, acquired because he's so famous for Mm -hmm. what he does. Um, he's acquired multiple uh, studies and documentations, and I don't know how you classify this work, but he's always the one who's being given um, the case files for different things. Um, wow. And so he's just got a, a complete library of, of um, information to pull from. And so the interesting thing is that in his books, he takes uh, a lot of what he calls contactee experiences, and he'll he'll um, find other people who have had same experiences and do the, the parallels between their experiences. And he also, he's just, I think he's so renowned because he puts this this beautiful, funny, satire-esque kind of spin on things. Mm-hmm. His last book that he did, he compared things to like Lady Gaga's music mm-hmm. and just funny present day things. So yeah. although he takes everything he does and believes in very seriously, he also um, has humor mixed in, which I think makes him so lovable and also a humble guy that people just can connect to. Definitely. And so um, I met Ray 
when I was at an expo in West Virginia, which is his hometown, and we were uh, we got sat next to each other at this expo, and the really interesting thing that I watched happen was all of the um, all of the exhibitors at the expo were the ones that were coming to Ray. And so the exhibitors are the ones who know what's going on, right? Yeah. And know what, who and what they want to connect to to Definitely. talk or reconnect. And so everybody at some point in time went to go visit Raymond's table and they'd sit down and talk to him for like a half hour. And I had just finished, not finished writing my book, but um, I think I had gone through a second or third edit of this book that I wrote that's called 12 Planets, 11 Bodies, One Soul. And it was a really interesting experience for me because I am somebody who had not studied anything extraterrestrial, otherworldly, or cosmic. Mm-hmm. And yet um, in my consciousness process, I hit a point where um, I started to astral travel and you remember what astral travel is again yeah you're like traveling like through your mind into different past lives and places past lives different dimensional realities different planetary existences yeah the entire cosmos right as Mm -hmm. we would say and so um yeah so uninhibited with the physical body you can travel time space and this is um now we're getting lots of scientific data that's proving a lot of these things i mean we always know that there was a lot of government type stuff that was happening i think originally in china where they'd take these kids that could do and had uh exhibited unique uh, abilities mm-hmm, extrasensory abilities and studied and of course there was things with germany and america and all over right but um so anyways uh <laughs> i digress um so i had just had this unbelievable experience where i had astral traveled and visited different planes of existence where I had encountered my uh, different what I would call versions of myself or different existences residing on different planets and um, and they were teaching me a lot about that timeline and how uh, the information was running parallel to my consciousness here on earth and why I was having these 12 experiences and how it was all to just find this one consciousness in this present moment of genesee and so i was doing a lot of this timeline reconciliation so i could be not a fragmented human anymore quote unquote very small synopsis here and so anyways uh ray and i had met and because i had this experience but didn't have all the extraterrestrial or interplanetary knowledge of palladians or people from orion or venusians all these different planets and the people and beings that were living on them Um, I heard Ray talking to these people and I would listen in and some of the stories he would tell about contactees who he had been in contact with and told these contactees told Ray their story and he would be Mm -hmm. telling these exhibitors, you know, different stories and they'd be chatting and I'd hear some of the stories and they were very similar to some of the things or planets or things I'd seen or experienced as I had had. So Mm -hmm. I connected instantly with Ray and found him to be a wealth of knowledge and extremely validating to a very isolated experience that I had that nobody in my network had had that I could talk to about this that could validate me or tell me I wasn't crazy or anything like this. And so Ray was able to do that. And so um, after that, 
uh, we became really good friends. And uh, and then the story continues to present day. Just Monday, we were both invited to talk on Solutionary TV. And so uh, it's with Dr. Tatiana Irving, who is phenomenal. You didn't I'd watch it by chance did you no I didn't even know you were on oh my gosh so she's got like a, a audience of 50,000 so we went live um on this uh streaming tv show and I think 8,000 people wow. were watching live That's yeah awesome. so it was a really nice big audience and Dr. Tatiana is just phenomenal I mean mm-hmm. if I think I know anything in this world I know nothing compared to this woman she's just like a wordsmith she she is just eloquent in, in how she connects things and how she interviews and it's just really beautiful she's a really phenomenal soul and I'm sure every show she does is just amazing so I highly recommend mm-hmm. everybody go subscribe I think they have a YouTube station that they repost their live shows on oh nice solutionary TV um, and she's always talking about things and concepts that are coming out that um, that need to be brought to mainstream right yeah and so we were on there and did uh, our interview Ray and I and it was really fun we got to talk about of course all of this uh, fun extraterrestrial stuff that we've experienced. He's an expert and I'm just somebody who plays <laughs> in, <laughs> in the reality. Uh, and so we're both actually, and why we were invited on the show is because we were both invited to Mount Shasta this July, the end of July, beginning of August. I'm going to say July, maybe 26th, 27th, 28th, if that's a weekend. That's <laughs> Those are the correct dates. In Mount Shasta, there's a big event going on there. Um, hosted, it's called the Promise Revealed. Ooh, yeah, that sounds really cool. Do you know where Mount Shasta is? No, Northern California. So okay. right border. Have of, you been there before? Since yeah, you're ca- from California. Well, yes. Yeah, so we used to drive when we were really little. We used to drive our. Um, great grandparents had property in Grants Past, Oregon. And so we'd always drive the coast up to Oregon and we would um we would stop for Mount Shasta always just cuz it was I mean it's you as you're driving whether you're coming north or south down that area as you get to that spot it's like the mountain is this just it looks uh it looks like what they explain a Mount Olympus for mm-hmm. Greek gods, <laughs> like where Zeus would be. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. I'm going to um, Colorado in August, and there's this place called the Garden of the Gods, and it just it sounds exactly like what you're explaining right now. So, so like, back to Colorado. You're going back to Colorado again? again? Yes. Was I this know. the last minute? Yeah, I, we just planned it, and I'm going to Wyoming in June. Oh, so lots of nature. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of parks, lots of walks. Wait, so you're going to the Garden of the Gods, or did you already see the I've Garden I've been of there God? before, mm-hmm. but it's just, like, so, like... Magical. Yeah. So, yeah, so interesting, because there are places like this on Earth, right? Mm-hmm. And so I find it really synchronistic that this is being held in Mount Shasta. Yeah. And this is really the most... Um, awareness my book has gotten right and it would be so 
perfectly aligns that I'm being invited to Mount Shasta to talk about this book and the experiences. Um, because after the book was written, so the book was only the first part. I had no clue what was happening mm-hmm. when it was happening to me. But being who I am, I documented everything. So it turned into a book. And so after the book was written, it was only really the first component of me understanding what it means to be multidimensional. Mm-hmm. So does that make, does that resonate? Does that have any, does that mean something to you? Like what it means to be multidimensional? Yeah, I get it. Like you're, you're uh, free to like, um, you, well, you know all your past lives and everything. So all that contributed into the life that you have now. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautifully yeah. said. Um, yeah. So to me, the understanding of uh, being human is to be able to reconcile the totality of who you are. I did it through astro- a very detailed astral travel experience. I don't think any, I mean, no, all, all paths are different. So your path mm-hmm. doesn't have to look like mine. You don't have to astral travel and go visit your timelines and bodies on different planets to know and reconcile who you are here in this timeline. Right. But a lot of times we resist certain things or because of the human, um, because of the human condition, we tend to get into ruts or patterns or get roped into what they call this like lower consciousness where I, I always say it like this, but clocking in, clocking out of a typical nine to five, I need to, I need to, I'm a man. So I need to support my wife and children. I have to do this because this is what's expected of me. These mm-hmm. like typical human conditions that we set upon ourselves, right? These yeah. archetypal um, things that we grow up and pattern ourselves to be in. So um, to me, when you can tap into the totality of who you are, not just this timeline, but all of the divine gifts and talents that you've had throughout all of your existences, it just, it it makes, <laughs> how do you even say this? It makes, it makes this one life so precious and and when you're not in complete resonance with something, it really makes you take a look at it and say, why would I waste any second Definitely. on something that's not in resonance for me? Yeah. I'm like staring right into your eyes right now. Does it feel weird? <laughs> with that, with that, if it's not in resonance. You're staring into my soul. I was for a minute. I felt so connected to you. Was oh, that a message, Emily? Are you going to be moving to Colorado or Wyoming? Are we not anytime you? soon? Okay. Um, so, so in that, so in the journey of um, my experience and then what turned into the book, I really got kind of the blueprint of who I was, right? Mm-hmm. So this was discovering what I call the master archetype, the master archetype of me in this time space. And so when I call it 12 planets, 11 bodies, one soul, a journey to discover the master archetype, the goal then after that was to then live all of that in this one space time. So I was no longer, after I had that experience, I was no longer living a fragmented existence. Mm-hmm. Everything, all the, all the wisdom, all the consciousness from all of those timelines was within me. And so in so, that, I felt extremely connected to all aspects of myself. And when I was such an animal advocate I understood why because I had this experience on this half animal half human planet that was mind-blowing and when uh when I when I 
um, began to understand things about the earth and um, and the desperate need to connect and reconnect with the earth and and be in the flow of of the earth energy. I understood that to be connected to a Palladian timeline that I had with a planet I called the planet of peace and connection. And so all these things just started to really affirm who I was, what I was, and. And um, we have a young man in the studio that's trying to open a bag of popcorn. <laughs> Taylor, come here. Let me open it real quick, and then we'll get past all the crumpling in the studio. <laughs> I had a headache child today, so he is with us in the studio. And there's the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so anyway, so after I had had the experience and write, wrote the book, then the next phase or the next part of it was to actually... Um, there were certain timelines that had not completed at that point. So I had to go um, live more human experiences to complete more of the timeline. So I actually took a trip and this was 2016, I think Um, I, without knowing what I was doing, I was getting divinely guided to just go to Sedona. And Mm -hmm. so I took a trip to Sedona and my entire world, I had so many experiences and I realized at the end of the trip Um, The whole thing was divinely guided and it was synchronicity after synchronicity and everything was just laid out so I could understand completely why I was there in Sedona. And um, basically, you know, all in the end of the trip revealed that this was the beginning of five trips that I had to do and I was supposed to go and crystal grid these different Mm -hmm. five cities in North America and um, and I was going to learn something as I went to each of these cities and each of these cities were connecting to the five planetary timelines that I had yet to completely reconcile. There were still um, things I had to do as Genesee in this earth existence to basically bring those timelines into full connection to me here. And so I went to Sedona um, and then I went from there to a trip around the Great Lakes and Canada. So that one was really crazy powerful and all about releasing fear and it was the planet from hell (laughs) is what I called it because it was this like shamanic planet that was very um underworld feeling like soul retrieval stuff and that that, on that human trip when I was traveling around the Great Lakes my two sons were with me that's when my youngest son Camden cracked his head open I was like on the border of Canada like I saw the complete generosity of like people i i thought i was being hunted at some like dark star park that we were trying to see the aurora borealis at i knew it was the most insane trip but again everything was so divinely orchestrated and it was i had thought in my human existence i had completely released all fear and need to control and that trip just was like nope let's just show you how much you're still holding on to here (laughs) and then uh and then i went to Crystal Mountain, which is in Arkansas, which is that where you dug the? Oh crystals? my gosh, yes! I came back with buckets of quartz crystal, and I heard I've heard people say that before. Before I went to Arkansas yeah. and did it myself, and I was like, "Really, buckets? Oh my god! You can anything you can carry out of these quartz crystal mines, you can carry out for like a twenty dollar digging fee. It's backbreaking oh labor." Yeah. Again, my sons went on that trip with me. Um, but so that was all surrounding an angelic planet and timelines there. And then, um, and then, uh, Serpent's Mound in Ohio mm-hmm. and then fi- which was a version of 
Earth in the very far future where they had showed us that uh, it was a fractal kind of version of Earth that um, the humans had actually been forced underground because we had we had killed all resources on the top of the planet. Hmm. And so it was like a complete rebirthing that was going on. It was very like Aboriginal style people with like crystal um, fields underground that they were using and working. It was crazy. Hmm. Um, and then the last one was Mount Shasta. And so I went to Mount Shasta and gridded all of the, they have like those volcanic channels that you can go into because Shasta is a, a dormant volcano. Wow. And so there's all these cool underground caves and things. Mm. And so it was a phenomenal. So I, all of 2016, I spent then taking who I had understood myself to be in the book that it happened in 2015. And I went and lived it all in 2016. Mm. And it was just a mind blowing experience and just, and also crystal gridding. So do you know much about the earth grids? And I know like a little bit about the earth grids, but not like a huge amount about crystal gridding. Yes, yeah, so I've seen your little wood thing. The, the grids that I make for people, yes. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> there are people out there who get called to either knowingly or unknowingly. For me, it was unknowingly. I had no clue what I was doing, why I was doing it. And, mm-hmm. But I knew every place I had gone, I had to lay crystals at kind of major points where I had really major experiences mm-hmm. and um, and so I was doing that just kind of I guess you could say guided or unconsciously I just knew I had to do it so I did it um, and then after and really hadn't even studied again a lot of my process is just on trust mm-hmm. I work very internally I've never really had teachers or mentors I just kind of follow my own internal Jersey. guidance and, um, and never been led astray up to this point and so but after I got back, I Di- here comes Diane again, <laughs> Diane Trimbath. Um, I think she was probably doing something at, at Walden, and we had we had stopped together in a hallway, and she looked at me and she goes, "You are a different person." And I'm like, "You have no idea," because it was my final trip on the drive home from the final trip. I was having all these downloads and activations happen to me where I was basically leaving the genesee that had started the process behind and I was stepping into this this unity conscious person mm-hmm. where it was like no longer about the soul vibration of genesee just the singular yeah. needs of genesee but it was, all, but it was all about yeah who I was and why I came here for the entire humanity that I can reach out to right and so it was really it was really interesting and so as I come back and she's the first person I see she's like you're a different person and so I was just like yeah you nail on head (laughs) she said you look different you're like you don't seem like you have the same personality and um and so I was telling her what I had just done and kind of filled her in on a lot of the gritting and stuff she goes that sounds like oh now I'm not gonna maybe remember his name the book is called serpent of light um, I think his name starts with an R and he calls himself maybe Melchizedek, uh, Robert something, Melchizedek, I think, but uh, mm-hmm. Serpent of Light. It's, I guess he's very, very famous in the crystal gridding world and I'd never heard of him. And so I got the book mm-hmm. and, um, and so as soon as I had finished my process, I started reading his book 
And it was basically he had kind of had the same experiences parallel to mine where he was called in his own way. He was called and he just started getting called to go to different locations all over to grid crystals. Mm -hmm. And so what a lot of people say this, well, what he was doing at that time was to anchor in the um, the grid basically um, that is around and within the planet and so this was helping to bring higher levels of consciousness and anchoring them so crystals being anchors into this Mm -hmm. earth resonance so earth is a we're all third dimensional humans um and our frequency depending on how clear you are on your authenticity kind of depends but um basically we all hold a specific frequency and anybody who does like the binaural beats and all this stuff like you were talking about so Mm -hmm. that's frequency right and so um, the goal is to align ourselves to our perfect resonance or this like zero point, this complete state of balance within our authentic channel. Uh-huh. And in that is is complete awareness. We can gain complete awareness. And so um, his whole thing was about basically when he was doing it, because I think he was doing it like 30 years ago was when he was doing all this intense gritting. But um, it was ushering in. Um, I think his was right before. Now I'm going to backtrack his some of his things were right before like the 2012 all of that the mayan calendar and the big shift into um the the kind of golden age that we're in now Mm -hmm. um this new consciousness the 26,000 year cycle that had ended and is ushered in which means there's this like complete chance for humanity to step into the next level of ascension um Mm -hmm. if clear and ready and willing right because it's all about free will and yeah. so he was doing a lot of this crystal gridding on the earth to basically help anchor in these higher vibrational frequencies so that people could then tap into that. And so that's the whole goal, right? And so for me, not as I'm not going to claim I had any, any of that, but for me, it was this really interesting thing. And in, um, I know it was helping in specific things to grid the consciousness of the different um, uh, planetary consciousness that i had connection to for people to be able to connect to and tap into but um on another level it was also helping to bring more in harmony and balance other things that i was going to be doing so that gridded out for me um connection points that i could basically set spread energy out to um and connect to to hold space for people and doing ceremony and different things so wow really interesting yeah that's so cool (laughs) So Mount Shasta, it's uh, again, it's like July 26, 27, 28th or something. Um, and they have speakers. Ray is going to be one of the speakers. And they just have a phenomenal lineup of, um, I guess you could say, people uh, uh, like me who like to teach people how to clear their channel um, to have enlightened experiences. And then people like Ray who are going to give you a lot of the history, the 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 documentation give you the validity behind a lot of these experiences and the parallels between different experiences and he's just such a wealth of knowledge and then they have other people who have had experiences like myself who have transitioned that into um, healing or, or conscious practices so everybody there is just really trying to help everybody who comes to tap into their next level of authentic connection so that they can then you know, take that the next level and and spread it out how they spread it to the the people they're in contact with. 
that that's see people like that are so like energetic um like influencers like you and ray and just, you <laughs> and that you guys just um do anything you can to help others and like teach others and right? so great uh, yeah so and you're loo- looping yourself into that too right <laughs> sure. i mean sure you'd stop own it <laughs> Anytime, and we'll go back to two shows ago, Hope was talking about the crisis moment. Like anytime you have that Mm -hmm. crisis moment or the spiritual emergency, whatever you want to call it, when that hits you in life, there's just no looking back. When when it hits you and you can actually turn it into... From you like accept it. Yeah, when you turn it from that dark night of the soul into a transformational and then transformative experience for yourself Mm -hmm. and you can reflect back to see how that made you a more connected fully engaged person yeah all you want to do is share that and it doesn't matter like you would get i know you emily and i and most people who do this would give their time for free to Mm -hmm. anybody just because it's like you want everybody to be able to have that that feeling of connection and and authenticity. Yeah. It's yeah. so nice. What do you want to do next? 20 minutes. 20. Um, yeah. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> I have cards. You want to do You want to do a yeah. quick read? Okay. So why don't you shuffle up and deal? So let's do... So everybody just get into a conscious space. So we're going to get conscious and connected and grounded by just tapping into our breath. So breathing in through your nose. And exhaling out through your mouth. Continue this breath, breathing in through your nose. And exhaling out through your mouth. And feeling into the beating heart, feeling the beat of the heart pulsate within the chest, tapping into that space, that beautiful sacred space within the heart. And making the statement that only that which serves my greatest good is allowed to be with me today. And feeling into the resonance. And now asking for clarity, precision on maybe something that you've been questioning, something that's in your field. Um, if there's been anything surrounding you or, or occupying your mental space recently, you don't have to. It's sometimes helpful to put it into a tangible, like five to ten word question, just because that really narrows your focus. But if you can't really, sometimes I just have so much that it feels like a bucket worth of questions. So I just kind of like put all that energy that's been in my mental field into a bucket. And I say, I want to know about this. (laughs) (laughs) And so whatever, whatever feels most appropriate now. And so just hold that intention. And then we're going to, we're all going to just send out light from our heart, connecting as a collective, that everything we do is good for each of us. And so here we go. So let's see what the foundation of this is. Stability. Oh, this is so funny. This is exactly what Mars is ushering in or Uranus, whatever one is transiting for this eight year. So they said everything we were going 
from was this intense energy, just get it done, do it, aligning ourselves. And now what we're looking for is this like stability and how to make money from all of those projects or those concepts, those things that we were working so hard to achieve. And so, so the card here is stability. So foundationally, what we're talking about is the energy of um, being able to align um, those things for you. And it can be in relationship form. So if this is like a one-on-one relationship, so whether it's you and a partner or you and a coworker, you and a boss, you, um, you and somebody else. So it's you one-on-one person, right? So let's take that energy and, and basically looking to ground that energy in a very present way so that it creates more stability and harmony, right? And so everything with the astrological um, influences that was coming in is about we were working so hard and now we just want to cultivate and grow this solid foundation this year and really be um, be profitable or, and it doesn't have to be money oriented, but have worth in what we're doing here. And so this first card is really coming up and just validating that. Um, and it can be, and it feels very much so like it's you and somebody else are trying to align these energies in a very present way so that you can create stability. Is that so far with your question? Yeah. You asked a question, right? I saw you a little closed eyes over there. Okay. So this is about relationships. (laughs) So, and then again, it doesn't have to be, um, like sexual relationships, but it's it's one-on-one relationships. And so um, there is a disconnect. So here in the second sector, the basically the sacral chakra, which is where our relationships, our passion, our creativity stems from, um, the card that comes up is spiritual disbelief. This is a hypo chakra. So hypo means we pull back from who we are. So I'd say what within this, again, if we're looking for stability, right now through a connection in our one-on-one relationship what is it about that relationship that has made you close off like where have you just kept your mouth shut or not spoken your truest highest belief or your truest authentic quality where have you just stopped because you're allowing the other person to have space or you just don't want to engage you want them to feel honored and you're taking the higher path right sometimes we think as a spiritual person or a more enlightened person we can take the higher path and allow this person just to have their moment and i'm not going to argue we'll just let it go on its way and not cause any waves Mm -hmm. what this is saying is that that is not authentic to you (laughs) and so so basically um in in any kind of um, practice and any kind of, and the, I want to say in, uh, like spiritual or anybody who's trying to be the most conscious version of themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in that practice, if you are not speaking your authenticity, if you are not allowing that, that which comes from your divine source, your high self, that if you want to call it God, whatever it is that um, is crown chakra awareness, if you allow yourself to cut off from that, you're not going to serve the people surrounding you in the best way because you're then basically allowing your frequency, if we want to call it this, or density, you're allowing yourself to become more dense. You're allowing yourself to take on more patterns or density and you're aligning to their frequency in that moment when she isn't serving anybody. So those who are clear channels and able to handle and stay a clear channel in the face of a relationship that maybe becomes contentious, right? So if we're looking for stability, that means there's something that's a bit 
off or off-centered. And so just to be in that clear channel and speak the truth because that's what will end up shifting everybody around you. So what um, the next position here is solar plexus chakra, and this is all about your authentic self. So if I could see you right now and I knew exactly who you were, this is kind of what this card tells us. So what you're presenting in this energetic connection is um, the ability. So this is who you are. So you are really able to connect into the higher purpose here and bring this. And it's now coming to like a family matrix or it's coming in again to that foundation, that which is going to make you feel stable, right? So the first card was all about finding the stability. The second card is showing you, hey, it's when you're cutting off from your your divine knowing your high self is when you actually are causing some of this patterning to continue. This third card is now saying, you know the purpose here and you have the ability to manifest it into your foundation. And so trust that. And so stay constantly connected. And so your purpose is your, your crown chakra again. And the second card was crown chakra. So it's all about saying that you, you know, you know, what's for the, the goodest, the best of all people involved. You're very clear here. And so you can create that stable foundation again and manifest that. So it's affirming to you that you're in the right, right? Because sometimes we question like, oh, well, what if I say that and I end up switching a situation and it wasn't for the the best good of everybody involved or you know you just question mm-hmm. yourself sometimes when you're a calm kind enlightened human <laughs> we tend to not want to make waves for other people because we understand they're just going through a process is this still all connecting to your question emily yes yeah okay heart it's chakra so <laughs> heart chakra okay so the heart chakra always comes up as like the bridge so when we do a chakra energy reading it's all about the low self what the connection point is to get us from like kind of the the question or the problem whatever's surrounding our mental field the heart chakra is like the bridge to the more enlightenment or the high self right what can the 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 more fun (laughs) energy and so here this is manifesting into your field and this is awareness and so this is all about um using your voice so what it's saying is you're gonna have to speak you're gonna have to say it you're gonna have to so the way to get over the bridge, the way to get past this hurdle, um, if it was a hurdle for you or a problem, whatever you want to call it, um, is to speak the truth. So in the present moment, you're going to have to use your voice. And this is what's going to create the awareness for everybody involved. And even if you're getting triggered by somebody and you say something and afterwards it feels like, ooh, should I have said that or second guess it? Don't second guess it. Every party involved when we speak from authentic clarity, it gives everybody that seed of awareness that they need to grow from. And so even though sometimes it might feel cold or a little black and white or like I was triggered, um, you know, as long as we're not trying to harm with our words. But here what it's saying is you're con- it's validating everybody saying whatever this thought process is you're working through, you all are connected to your purpose here and you're all connected to be able to make this a stable component of your um of your process. So uh, speak the truth in that present moment and it's going to help. But this is what you're manifesting through this, through all of this um, reading right now, you are, because this was manifesting in your your field, I think you're manifesting the clarity and you're getting the validation. You need to know that it's okay to speak your truth here and it will create the awareness that's needed. Okay. So the throat chakra. Um, Oh, okay. So this is really good. So 
uh, very interesting. So as you speak your truth in that present moment when the situation is happening, it's saying that we're all going to have more of an awakening or an enlightenment um process happens. So by doing that, by speaking our truth, and what I'm getting here is that this is actually going to help a lot of us shift out of a pattern that we've been used to, where because we're compassionate, kind, and we just want a a happy flow in life Mm -hmm. that it doesn't matter to us because we're clear enough. We're not going to take on patterns. We're not going to judge people. But when things are happening that we know maybe we should speak up to or say something about, we just let it kind of flow and it's not a big deal because we're not going to take on the energy of it. But yet what it's saying is if you can start speaking your truth in these moments, um, there's going to actually be an up-leveling, a shift of consciousness. There's going to be a stepping into more of your divine self. And it's also going to bring in more passion you to maybe start to speak these things to align yourself more fully to kind of this awakening process. So it feels like a consciousness shift that happens as you are able to speak your truth more. Still resonant? Okay. Um, Next one is third eye chakra. Third eye chakra. All the chakras. All the chakras. Yeah. A nice little chakra read. So third eye chakra is all about perspective. And so this gives us the perspective on the situation. So again, it's coming up and just validating you as a person here. And this is all about being the prophet, right? And anytime I talk about the prophet card, I think of uh, Moses who had to go into the desert and lead the, his people into the desert. And like he talked to the burning bush and the burning bush was God talking to him. And it's like sometimes being this person in your, I'm going to call it the family matrix or these relationships, these, these, um, it's, it's the people that you're connected to, right? Because this whole question is kind of surrounding these people that you're connected to, probably specifically one-on-one relationship, but it's transmitting to into your foundation, which can be family matrix stuff. But um, the prophet is all about, um, is sometimes we feel like the crazy one, <laughs> the outcast, the guy that has to go talk to the burning bush. <laughs> you know, how do you, how do you tell somebody where your belief system comes from or, or really where all of this, um, this knowledge, this wisdom is coming from? But here it's saying, in this uh, perspective card that when you align to your intuition, mm-hmm. right? When that, when that right brain for you kicks in and you just know you get that trigger, like this is what's supposed to happen when you can do that and align it to the community surrounding you. Um, the, the ability to lead people, to be the prophet, to be able to um, guide people through the desert, <laughs> right? Um, in a trusting way, that's going to, this is basically the energy that's manifesting for you. And it's going to be more validated as you, again, start to speak your truth in these moments aware of awareness. And so this card also says that by doing this, if you can do this heart chakra connection of speaking it to the one-on-one relationships, um, then you will actually start to be able to hold more space for bigger groups of people to where that message, that that divine alignment, right, the up-leveling that we had coming through the throat chakra, when we can speak our truth, we kind of up-level and get higher in our consciousness. Um, more of our divine awareness comes through. And so we end up getting more, our our circles of people grow larger. So we're not just talking to the one-on-one people anymore, but we're able to actually help shift um, lots of people. So there's bigger groups that come in and you can be the prophet kind of helping um, guide and align. 
And so the next, oh, okay, so the next one is crown chakra, and it actually comes up with the crown chakra shadow, which this would be kind of the um, pitfall. So it would be like a warning. So watch out if you have any attachments. So it's a warning saying, okay, let's not let the ego get involved here. So how do I do this and stay clear and always divinely aligned and know always that I'm I'm bringing through that which is the best for everybody involved and so say just don't attach to any outcome number one because you can't control another human (laughs) so there's always free will but by you speaking your truth it is going to plant seeds in other people that will grow for them and it's their free will that's going to choose how they want to then take that and move with it um so just don't number one attach to any outcome and um and no kind of attachment to um, what their process really should look like. So, but by you speaking your truth, it's going to really help you to become more clearly aligned. Wow. That was dead on. Dead on. Dead on. Well, you did touch the cards. (laughs) So, so this week we do have some exciting lectures coming up. Oh yeah. Yeah. We have, um, Mary's at one o'clock on Sunday about ancient wisdom for everyday life. I think she was going to try and do it outside if it's nice too, which would would be so phenomenal. People, if you're in Aurora, Ohio, I so suggest coming (laughs) and all the lectures are always free at Wellness Walden. Yeah. And then we have uh, Lynn Jarab. She's at six o'clock on Monday. About it's called lighten up baby. It's oh. about lighting like your energy and like yeah. balancing yourself, releasing the more. density. Yep. And then we have Mark's group psychic reading on Thursday night at six. Okay, so <laughs> I think we're like half full for that one. Really? I've got so many. Like I don't know. They just keep coming That's in. Awesome. So many people registering. That's so good. Yeah. Awesome. He's good. Well, okay. Another fantastic week, Taylor. Yes, it was. Taylor, where are you? Taylor, you want to Taylor, come you want to give the shout out come goodbye? Oh, okay. <laughs> Headache. All right. Oh, there we go. Say it again. <laughs> Yell it. Hello. Oh, a little undulation. All right. Well, thank you all. Another fantastic week. We can't wait to be with you next week, which I'm not going to be here. Yes, I will be here. All you. You better go to all the lectures. Take lots of notes. (laughs) With light and love, everybody. Have a great weekend. If you're looking to discover more or need a recap of today's show, subscribe to the Wellness Walden YouTube channel or go to www.yourwelden.com to access the latest content and videos from this show and more. The Wellness Hour with Genesee on Karma Radio, every Friday at 11 a.m.
I'm Jonathan Messenger, broadcasting to you live from my home, where I record a kid's podcast with my son, Griffin. John dreams of inspiring other parents to create something with their kids. American Family Insurance is helping to make that dream happen right now. Dad, what else does a monster look like? It was so huge. John's podcast began at home, and your dreams can too. Learn more about American Family's home insurance at mfam.com. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783.